0: What does the word luxury mean to you? Is it a custom-built mansion on a private island? A supercar that contains the world's most advanced features? A rare piece of jewelry that's only available to a select few? Or perhaps a gourmet meal made with specially sourced ingredients? Join me as I explore the many faces of luxury, speaking with the experts, connoisseurs, and curators who deal in life's finest things. My name is Arpan Kosh, and you're listening to the Luxury Podcast. We've talked before about how the short-term rental market in Dubai has been moving at an incredible pace these past few years. More and more people are opting to enjoy a hotel-like experience in a home away from home. But how do you create such an experience in your own home? In this episode, I am joined by Darcy Goodwine, the author of Hotels to Homes, and she will be talking to me about how you can elevate your home to a five-star standard. So welcome to the show, Darcy. It is very good to have you on.
1: Oh, thank you for inviting me. I delight in talking all things luxury hotels and luxury living, so this should be fun.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. Now, Darcy, you are a traveler uh, and an entrepreneur, uh, and at heart, a designer. You know, In your book, you have mentioned that since childhood, you've had a passion for designing and creating the interior layouts for dollhouses uh, to create a certain aesthetic. So tell me a bit about your journey from dollhouses to lifestyle design.
1: You know, when I reflect on my lifestyle design journey, I realize that my passion for home living and hotels Uh, really began at a very young age and it Mm -hmm. is true as a child i had multiple dollhouses but what was interesting about that and sort of funny is that i didn't actually play with the dolls as much as i cared about the home i cared less about their the dolls mischief making if you will and Mm -hmm. more about how they were living so i look at it like this like essentially at this point i was playing my dolls concierge but without knowing what that word meant right and And what's interesting is I have a memory, a very clear memory of my family elders predicting that someday I would be an architect or an interior designer, but I didn't have the vocabulary at that young age to set them straight. What I really wanted to say was, you know, no, I'm creating where, I'm not creating where they live. I'm creating how they live. I'm creating their lifestyle. But at the time I didn't even, I couldn't put those words together. And so that was, that's kind of how I started caring about home life. And then my love for hotels also started when I was a child. My mm-hmm. family would often go to brunch at luxury hotels as a treat.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: just one step in those lobbies transported me to a happy place. Um, I actually didn't really care about the food as much as I cared about stepping into those hotel lobbies. And what's interesting is I still get that feeling of excitement today when entering a hotel lobby. They just feel like storybooks for me, just full of adventure. And so I think, you know, again, that started very young, but the leap from childhood to young adulthood is really where hotels and home began to intersect in a very powerful way in my life. Uh, buying my first home and wanting to entertain guests in a lavish manner was really my catalyst to experiment in bringing hotel living home. So that first home married my two passions home and hotel life. And what I noticed was I was using both to create a personal lifestyle I had really been longing to enjoy in my everyday living. For me, it was really an aha moment because that's where hotels and home, again, really had this powerful intersection and a solution for me. But the aha moment was really just the beginning. Uh, Hotels to home was written over a span of 20 years uh this concept of utilizing the hotel template to improve my vitality and home life was not just my answer to entertaining guests but it became my answer to setting up house and raising a family and it certainly was a heck of a process um i started out as an extremely busy young professional balancing mm-hmm. the roles of wife and motherhood and it was important for me to take care of my home and family at optimal levels however I still wanted to be Darcy. I still wanted to be successful in other aspects that were important in my life, for instance, career and philanthropy. So this is when the lifestyle, I would say, was born. I started seriously looking at how hotels were running, the hotel template, and then taking that into my everyday life. So now, and that was two, that's, I've been doing that for two decades. But now I would say two decades later, it's safe to say that my family is living against the backdrop of five star living, whether we're traveling or at home. So years later, my passion for all that is holiday and hotel lifestyle continues. I'm frequently found acting as my family's own personal concierge, really a lot like I did all those years ago for my dollhouse families.
0: It just all comes full circle that's that's incredible and i think uh the the hotels to homes philosophy that you've created that you've developed over these years is one that's really pertinent right now especially as we're seeing more and more the rise of short stays and airbnb concepts around the world and you know it's especially relevant in a city like dubai where over the past few years especially with COVID and everything short stays have become really really popular Now, now the one thing that I wanted to focus on a bit was in one of the early chapters of your book, you talk about the idea of identifying your hotel brand so you can create the right kind of experience at home. How does one go about doing that?
1: Well, and I actually think branding is a very complex topic, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: in Hotels to Home speak, developing a household brand is creating an overarching premise for how you want to live across architecture living routines, and even family interactions. So Mm -hmm. think of household branding as a compass for how you wanna live, and then use your personal hotel stays as a decoder to define how you get there. You know, many of us spend tremendous time and resources to find the perfect holiday stay. Let's use that information to improve Mm -hmm. our home life. So simply put, if something's important when traveling, it's probably important at home too, I mean, in fact, one could say it's more important at home because we spend more time there. So here's right. what I always say. Hmm. Let's live like we love to travel. So when you, when you think about branding, and bear with me here, it may sound funny, but hmm. ask yourself this. Ask yourself, what type of hotel are you? Now think, do you live like that hotel brand in your everyday life? And Arvin, this is just the starting point. But the good news is that once you define your household brand, most Mm -hmm. home life decisions are easily navigated, right? It falls into step with your brand. So is the question redesign this or purchase that? You'll find that the answer lies in what fits your brand. But I I do want to make sure people understand the most important aspect about household branding is this. Everyone's brand is different. I mean, there are absolutely no wrong answers here. This is really just an exercise in taking the time to investigate who you and your household are and then live by those definitions across all areas of your home life.
0: You bring up a very interesting point, which is what people travel, when they travel, they expect a certain kind of lifestyle. They expect to live in a certain way during that period of stay. But when they come back, it's almost as if they're Uh, returning to the mundane, if you will. It's an interesting idea that that you want to create that, or rather you want to continue that same experience no matter where you are, whether you're on holiday or whether you're at home. I guess the key thing there is what are some of the differentiators that you would say between hotel and home life and how can you integrate them?
1: Well, I think that hotels are very service oriented. So if I move away from aesthetics and just look at the service piece of it and how people are interacting, uh, what I like to call perhaps the softer side of hospitality, Mm -hmm. um, hospitality's delicate touches, if you will, uh, this is where we focus truly on how we're living. So think of all those lovely hotel stays. Think of how the staff catered to you. Mm -hmm. The Care and attentiveness that, you know, really brought the trip some grandeur. And I would say, think about bringing some of that softer side of hospitality home. You know, hoteliers know this. They know that hospitality is not just the look of the hotel space. It can take form across many aspects of the guest experience uh, to create a very memorable stay. And I just think we need to think like hoteliers or at least be our own concierge and look at hospitality across our home life. And I would say some examples of getting away from aesthetics for a moment and talking about this softer side would be uh, a happiness list, understanding our tempos, and creating a no-request space. Uh, Briefly, the happiness list is what I would start with, and that is just taking a list of what brings joy on command. For me, it's fresh flowers, the glow of candles. For my husband, it's big breakfast. And really think about those things. Come up with a list of 10 or 20 things and now add those to your daily living. You don't need to just have a big breakfast or have fresh flowers on vacation. You can bring those right into your home. You already know that you like those. Another piece is certainly tempo. The best way to describe tempo in hotels to home speak is definitely that innate pace that each person possesses and where we find our best versions of ourselves. So a great example here are my own children. My son loves to move through his days at a quick clip. Uh, my daughter naturally moves at a slower tempo. So it was important in our home to create an after-school routine that honored both tempos just like you're going to visit a hotel that's gonna probably match your tempo. Is it the hustle and bustle? Is it moving you through the lobby swiftly? Or is it at a much more leisurely pace with maybe hushed tones? And so really, once you define your tempo through your hotel experiences, you can use that, of course, bring it home and then start mapping life, not to what you know is by popular demand, but by what makes you the most successful person that you can be. So again, in our home, we established something where my son could hustle into the home, immediately plow through food and chatter. My daughter uh, had the option to head upstairs to her bedroom, plan her afternoon activities and quietly come down for a snack. So here they were, they both entered the home in their own style, and move through the afternoon at their own pace. So same home, but each child could maneuver at a pace that was best for them. And then lastly, I would say if lists and tempos aren't your thing, and I understand that, uh, you can always take uh, my favorite hotel hospitality trick home. And this is where we take a break from demand or command language. I adore when I go to hotels, and I always have, when I have conversations with individuals and nobody asks me to do anything. i love that (laughs) thanks for saying hello and not adding to my to-do list so like this was a favorite of mine and i had to figure out a way to bring it home so Um, what i ended up coming up with was uh no demand wednesdays that's my speak but you could do it anytime so you could try it for yourself um you can say one day i'm not going to ask anybody for anything or you know, not use any demand or command language. Uh, You could also just do a time of day. But I would say try it for yourself and you'll enjoy the results. Uh, Sideline these requests. And I cannot even begin to describe to you how this little habit actually increased jovial conversation and promoted my family's harmony. I would encourage everyone to put this trick into practice. I, I found it was a true lifestyle game changer. It's amazing the conversations that unfold when people don't think they're going to get an onslaught of demands. But I think this, whatever hospitality touch you take from a hotel and you employ in Mm. your home, the idea is treat yourself as a VIP. I mean, after all, you are your own VIP in daily living and deserve nothing less than VIP treatment in your own home. And again, that's just one aspect, right? That's the softer side.
0: That's actually a very good point as well. The idea that you are your own VIP. I don't think a lot of people really consider it that way, that, yeah, I am the VIP of my own life, and therefore, I should just be treating myself whenever I can. I also really love your your no-demand Wednesdays. Uh, I think that's a good thing to incorporate at home. Heck, Maybe even try it in the office sometime, I think. Could in the
1: office, I was going to say, uh, I, you know, I didn't want to digress, but actually, okay. a lot of people have told me about using it in the office and what a difference it makes
0: really okay. right
1: so yeah okay. the, it's um it's more peaceful it allows mm-hmm. for more focused time and um actually in our office we mm-hmm. decided to in, institute no demand wednesdays and we almost apologize to each other if we need to ask for something on a <laughs> on a wednesday okay. but it's you know you don't realize how much you ask of somebody right i mm-hmm. mean true your spouse walks through the house, your children come home, and you're giving this litany of everything that needs to get done. And I don't know, I think sidelining that for just a moment really is so precious.
0: And I think there's also the silent demands where you, you know when you come in that certain things are expected of you, even without the other person saying anything. And I think taking some of that pressure off, it, I think it changes the experience you have when you walk in through your front door, knowing that there is nothing expected of me in this moment.
1: And how nice, isn't that what it should be? Right, you know, you've just you've. (laughs) I mean, in some ways, it's so obvious. Like that is how you should be walking into your home. But I mean, I will tell you, I was so guilty of this. Um, as as a very well organized mom, I certainly had boxes that needed to be checked, and those children were going to check them. And here they were walking in after a busy day, and I'm giving them this litany of demands. It didn't make any sense. And then I expected, here's, here's the even more ironic thing. Then right. I expected them to like engage in fun conversation with me. <laughs> meanwhile, right. meanwhile, I mean, they're turning the corner, right? They're running out of the room. So um, it really, it really did end up being helpful. But I agree with you. Shouldn't we all walk into our homes with that wonderful
0: feeling? I agree with that 100%. Now, you know, we, we've talked a bit about how you change your lifestyle or, or look at ways to alter... Uh, your own thinking when you're at home. When you're in a hotel, what are some of the things that you look for personally, other than the softer side of it that you mentioned? What are the elements that you look for where you think, okay, this is something that would make my stay better, and and it's something that might be a non-negotiable for you when you're looking for a booking? Mm-hmm.
1: I would say that after every hotel stay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: my family and I are trained to talk about what worked, what didn't, or highlights. Mm -hmm. Right. Highlights of the visit. And so um, for us, private outdoor spaces are paramount. I would say even Mm -hmm. as even going back about four or five years ago, uh, we look for hotels that have either expansive decks or private plunge pools. And we're often making the ultimate hotel booking based on what private outdoor spaces are available. And that's because as my family traveled together, we realized we congregated outside. right? And we would play, say, card games. And that was very fun and good family bonding. And so, yeah, it's very rare that we book a hotel. I mean, you can't always get it, but it's very rare that we book a hotel that we don't have a private outdoor space. Uh, however, I should mention this, we have found hotels that offer some really, really nice semi-private outdoor spaces. So say a private garden in Florence, right? Where we've been able to enjoy that family time. Um, another key element though, and I think this is really important to mention is that as you know, hotels open to full capacity, I would say ensure that you've got a small guest to staff ratio, or better yet, book a room with private butler service. Uh, This is going to ensure that your trip isn't soured because you're waiting or having any delays. And I think delays have been occurring in service. So that's one piece as well. And then I think lastly, back to architecture, if you will, um, I review hotel bathrooms as closely as I do the guest room offering, Uh, large bathrooms with heated floors, multiple vanity areas where we can spread things out and we're not on top of each other. And then also to my eye, the more white marble, the better. I'm just, (laughs) just, I just love white marble. (laughs) I just do. It's never gonna leave me.
0: (laughs) Right. right, Right. Everyone's got their preferences. I mean, for me, it's Hollywood flooring like dark wood flooring. Mm I love dark wood flooring. Anything with dark wood flooring, that's got me sold right away. Circling back a little bit to uh, one of your earlier points, over the decades, I'm sure your approach to hotels to homes, your approach to your hotel stays, and how it's influenced your lifestyle has evolved considerably. What would you consider to be your personal hotel brand?
1: Neoclassical, understated luxury. Sorry, I wanted to give that I wanted to put all those words together and have it make sense. Um, yeah, no, I definitely uh, appreciate very clean lines. Uh, I do like lighter tones. Uh, I do like layers of crystal. Uh, mm. So those are important things that that bring me happiness, which is interesting because uh, my family primarily resides in Denver. And so when you think Colorado, you think more rustic. And so for me, using hotels as my template allowed me to say, well, I'm not going to have my house look like a ski lodge like many other people do. I want my house to look a little bit more like Um, you know, a fancy European library, right? Or, you know, like some of those hotel lobbies that we see that look like all glitz and glamour. And so for me, um, hotels allowed me to do that. I could use those hotel stays to say, this truly is how I want to wake up and walk through my kitchen or sit in my great room and enjoy my evening.
0: And how do you see that evolving over time?
1: So, Two Home Lifestyling is the brand that actually has this particular book within the lifestyle portfolio. Uh, I am writing two other books. Uh, One is Yachts to Home, and the other is Castles to Home, Uh, both kind of deepening different aspects of home life, right? So, now, Hotels to Home, we get our home life baseline. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yachts to Home celebrates simplicity and family togetherness, and then Castles to Home celebrates deep traditions, deep celebrations. I say deep because I think it's layers of celebrating and layers of traditions. So those are two books that I'm working on. And then also I'm very interested in expanding the brand to include consulting services. Uh, I feel like people don't really cherish their daily home life. So mm. many aren't happy in their own homes. And think about that. It's just like your point of walking into the house, how that should feel. Right. I, I, I want people happy in their own homes. So that's something I'd like to fix.
0: When do you envision that getting off the ground? So I think we're looking
1: at um, 2023. What I realized, and I've done a couple of speaking engagements and worked privately with some folks to develop the hotels to home concept, but I want something that's just a little bit more of a take home, a workshop feel. Because with hotels to home, you know, each new hotel stay is going to prompt perhaps new ideas. It's really timeless, and it can be very fluid. So I want not just the book for somebody to go back and use time and time again, but perhaps some, some thought processes, some activities that they can really take into their everyday living to further hone in on, you know, how I want to live in my own home.
0: And what are you looking forward to for yourself this year?
1: Well, I'm a sucker for anything that includes my favorite people, my family. (laughs) So family time is something I always dream about. Uh, Right now we are planning trips to South Carolina, Florida, and then we'll be closing out the year in Tuscany.
0: Very exciting.
1: When it Uh comes to home life, Mm -hmm. uh, we did decide to tackle a project Uh, we're redesigning our homes out-of-door spaces to include a jacuzzi spa and honestly I'm sort of embarrassed Um, I'm not sure why we hadn't thought of this sooner because we know from vacation experiences this outdoor addition will certainly elevate our family time at home so I'm really looking forward to finishing up uh, an outdoor project where we can end up you know having more time to congregate as a family
0: that sounds very exciting indeed. That's a good way to just further that philosophy and uh, create something that's that's really unique to yourself.
1: Well, I was going to mention, I think it also shows how timeless Hotels to Home is, right? Yeah. I mean, I started this in a guest room. I started it with a pair of slippers <laughs> to provide hotel slippers for my guests. And now I'm talking about outdoor spaces because in the span of those decades, the family has changed the home has changed and right. so and and we've had new hotel experiences right i mean mm. maybe plunge pools weren't all the rage 15 years ago right so right. but now they are and so that's a new aspect that we're taking into our homes our home can't right. have a plunge pool everywhere well
0: you could certainly try
1: actually that's true what am i saying <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound five star <laughs> that sounds a little practical <laughs>
0: Darcy, this has been a very, very fun and illuminating chat. Uh, Again, yeah, there are concepts that I think people really need to consider to make their lives more comfortable. I think people focus too much on the things, like, you know, I need a bigger couch or I need a new TV. And I think even without that, like even if you put all that aside, there are things that you can do to make the everyday just a little bit more exciting. And I think everyone should definitely check out the book, Hotels to Homes, pick up some ideas from there. That they can work with so i'd like to thank you very much for coming on to the show it was again a true pleasure speaking with you
1: oh i appreciate your time thank you so much i really enjoyed it
0: but before we wrap up darcy there is one final component of the interview which is the okay. quick q a all righty so if you're all set we can begin
1: i'm nervous but i'm set <laughs> all right. bring it on
0: your favorite cuisine Ah,
1: oh, this is easy hands down asian <laughs> I, I frequently fantasize, and I am using that word fantasize. I frequently fantasize about dining on dumplings and kimchi fried rice.
0: That's making me hungry now. I know
1: me too, actually. (laughs) And it's only breakfast Uh, for me.
0: (laughs) Uh, What is the last place you traveled to?
1: Uh, We just actually came back from the Hawaiian Islands. We visited Lanai and uh, Oahu. So we had uh, both a a rural and more urban experience. It was really nice. Uh, The Hawaiian Islands really have different modes of living if you look into them.
0: Right, right. Uh, And uh, was this your first trip to Hawaii, or have you been there quite frequently?
1: We've been there a few times, yeah, we enjoy it. We like to do what I call island hopping and visit some different islands. This was an interesting trip because I don't normally marry a high rise or cosmopolitan experience with beachside living. Uh, We did that, and actually, I really liked it. I loved having the beach access, but then also having some more of uh, great restaurants and some nightlife as well.
0: Well, Dubai, again, is a perfect example of that where you can get the high rise living, uh, you can get the nightlife, you can get kind of the buzzing boardwalks and everything and you can still get that relaxed beachfront experience so if you've never visited dubai that's something i would highly recommend at some point
1: well actually i was reviewing hotels over the weekend <laughs> and because i'm constantly i'm constantly trolling hotel sites oh, yeah. so i'm already interested oh,
0: yeah. many and, hotels and...
1: have that villa like experience
0: and even aside from the hotels as i said there is a Thriving uh, holiday home market right now. So if you're looking for a home with its own private pool, if you're looking for a penthouse with a plunge pool, we can we can definitely help you out with that.
1: Well, thank you. I will take advantage now that I know people.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I <laughs> lost track of my next question. Now uh, it was oh two items on your bucket list.
1: Well, the first and one I'm always talking about would be inventing the best lip gloss ever. <laughs> I am truly a lip gloss fanatic, and mm-hmm. one of the things we did over COVID was we tried different lip glosses, my daughter and I, uh, every month. And so not everybody has a spreadsheet to rate lip glosses, but I'm here to tell you, I do. And I someday, someday I'm going to invent one. But okay. as it relates to trips, mm-hmm. there is one thing I haven't done yet. I've been on yachts before, but I would love to take a mega yacht trip uh, in the Mediterranean
0: what would you say makes the best lip gloss? What is the best lip gloss for you?
1: I, I mean, I certainly think, gosh, I'm really glad you're asking about this, but I didn't bring, I don't have my spreadsheet <laughs> open, but I can tell you that uh, the applicator matters. Okay. You don't want too much or too little. And there are different applicators out there. That's one of our, uh, one of our checkpoints. Uh, the also is uh, the stickiness and making sure that it lasts in all type of weather. Uh, or, and I mean, I'm a lip gloss addict, so when I take my walks, I've got lip gloss on. It's really nice the longer that lip gloss lasts, uh, uh, but not too sticky. Right. And then I think uh, I think, you know, we tested some that had like a little mirror on the edge of the package, and by package I mean the actual lip gloss container. And that's kind of nice too especially if you do a a gloss with a pigment then you've got a mirror right there and you don't need to carry anything else with you so that's kind of unique and nice Uh, and then also i prefer less waste so a container or a lip gloss vessel where i can get every little bit of lip gloss out
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i mean this was a uh, a home design episode but i think we got a little bonus lip gloss episode, mini episode in there. So that's fantastic. Um,
1: <laughs> Thanks for letting me talk about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no hopefully, hopefully you can create something one day that ticks all of those boxes.
1: Oh, I plan on it.
0: <laughs> all right, Arcee, uh, what would you consider to be your greatest luxury in life?
1: Oh, you know, in true hotels to home style, I don't know that I could identify one luxury as i believe we should have what i call luxury polka dots across Mm -hmm. our lifestyle landscape and also let's remember that luxury comes in all shapes and sizes Mm -hmm. but with that said i do want to answer the question and the luxuries i'm enjoying today would include blue hydrangeas coffee Mm -hmm. from hawaii walks with my family uh outdoor fires with irish peat burning and a bath area that looks a lot like a tropical paradise
0: Oh, I like that. That's a very <laughs> that's a very unique response uh, to that question, um, and, and it it's just conjuring images in my head that are very soothing. So yeah, I like that.
1: And all of these, if you think like, a lot of this comes from, uh, again, vacation living, right? This yeah. has created my list, and I think it's important to note that again, luxury is defined differently by everyone, and
0: mm.
1: I can't stress enough: there's no wrong answers. It's what it's what you feel is luxurious
0: how would you define success?
1: For me, success is a feeling. Um, It's the feeling when I've inspired myself. Mm -hmm. There's really nothing like it. I find it very exciting and extremely satisfying. Uh, I guess my only thought would be, I wish it would happen more often. (laughs) (laughs) But I do. I love that feeling. That's success for me when you inspire yourself.
0: I like that. I've never gotten that before. That's, That's a good answer. Um, What is a piece of advice that changed your life or that has stuck with you over the years?
1: I would say mine's collaborative advice from wellness gurus the world over. I love the power of positive affirmations. And I think that's had tremendous impact over my life over at least the last two decades. Mm -hmm. Our minds are incredible, right? They're, They're so powerful, but they do have limited real estate. And by my way of thinking, you can only think one idea at a time. Mm -hmm. So, why not train ourselves to populate our mind with positivity? And honestly, this is still something I work on to this day. I just think it's so important. You know, in my book, I mentioned something because I think a positive affirmation can come in different forms. It can be visual, it can be a thought, like anything to get that thought in your brain active, right? So, any of the senses could actually lead to that. And in the book, I mentioned how my daughter, loves red apples, and she loves red apple displays in hotel lobbies. And she shared that with me. I thought it was interesting. And then I noticed a lot of people like red apples. And so we started putting a red apple display in our home Mm -hmm. uh, seasonally. And what's interesting is I don't actually even eat the apples. I don't even know that she always does. But now we have what I call red red apple thoughts in our home, which are just another way of saying good vibes.
0: Oh, that's interesting. That's, that's very cool.
1: So I use visual cues and scent a lot to bring positivity.
0: Great. Well, that's definitely good food for thought, I think, um, and a good place to end the quick fire. So thank you for that. And once again, thank you for, for giving me your time, Darcy. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, well, I thank you. I do think how we live is just so important in day-to-day living. Uh, Plus, you let me expand upon my lip gloss ideas. So uh, (laughs) I'm extremely excited. (laughs) I thank you, too.
0: Very well. Thank you very much, Darcy. Have a good day. You, too. And that's it for this episode of the Luxury Podcast. If you enjoyed this interview and want to listen to more like it, then please do subscribe. And also follow us on Instagram for all of the latest happenings with the show. The Luxury Podcast is a sub-brand of LuxuryProperty.com, an award-winning brokerage that markets the world's finest homes. Visit us on LuxuryProperty.com and follow us on all of our social media channels. Thank you very much for listening, and remember to always appreciate life's little luxuries.